the the Old Testament lesson after the gospel lesson for you today is found in the book of Isaiah, the 60th chapter, verses 1 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together and come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephrah, all those from Sheba, shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of God for the children of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? For a season that has blessed our lives, but has not stopped giving, we give thanks. And we ask that you will open our eyes to the light that shatters the darkness of our living so that we will see all you have for us before this new year. May the words of my mouth, the thoughts and the meditations of each of our hearts be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight, Lord, our rock and redeemer, our star. In Christ's name, amen. If the story of the visit of the wise men were a play, you would notice that there are only a few actors who have action or lines. The Holy Family, entirely passive. In fact, Joseph is a no-show. Mary is seen but not heard. The miraculous child, according to the theologian Douglas Hart, does nothing. The main characters are nameless strangers from the East, Herod the king and one other. The strangers, or magi as Matthew calls them, are Gentiles who have seen a star that appeared in the sky and they have done their very best to follow it. This gives us a hint that they might be astrologers. They have come on their journey with little knowledge and must be told that David's great successor is to be born in David's town, in Bethlehem. When these Easterners arrive in the house, in the presence of Mary's child, they do obeisance to him. Many believe they do this to fulfill a later prophecy, that every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Magi bring three gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is all that the text really tells us. We can't allow folklore or tradition, as wonderful, as rich as it can be, to make this story not what it is. 
In fact, to cloud our understanding of the meaning of the text. Three gifts. Surely these gifts are fit for a king. That is one thing we can be assured of. These Gentiles come from a long way away to worship the king of all kings and to kneel before the Lord of all lords. And then they know that they went into the light and they found life. Their life. After all of this, they returned home, living that life. Another character in this tableau is Herod. Herod the puppet king. Herod had been set up by Rome to appease the Jewish people. What better way to make the captives feel that they were okay by putting one of them and helping them think that this one was making the rules because he was a Jewish individual, a Jewish king. Herod was not a good and faithful Jew. You know this because he took the job of puppet king as a presser to his own people. We know this also because when the Magi asked him where the king of kings is to be born, he had to consult the priest because he had no clue. He was a man of fear, of suspicion, and had a great hunger for power. The final star in Matthew's after Christmas story is, well, the star. Matthew is famous for finding the Hebrew scriptures' prophecies and bringing them to bear in the current situation. The star is mentioned in the book of Numbers. It is Balaam's prophecy that a star shall come forth out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise up out of Israel. This is the Masonic hope. This star will announce the long-awaited Messiah. That's what Isaiah is proclaiming to us today. The light of that star depicts and directs the world to the heart of Jesus. The wonderful thing about these days of Christmastide and Epiphany is that the light continues to shine. Even after we put the lights away and the trees away and go back to our normal living, the light still shines. Not only to shatter the darkness, but to draw you and me into the very center of its brilliance. I'm a good dad. And I've learned to tell good dad jokes all my life. I've had 32 years practice now. And so every night as Sally and I climb the stairs, I get to pull out an oldie but a goodie. Every night, it seems, the only light left is the lamp on her nightstand as we're climbing the stairs to our bedroom. And she always sets me up by saying, gee, it is really dark here. And I will always respond by saying, well, dear, go into the light. Go into the light. Now, if you don't get it, that's what you tell people. When people see the light, it means they're dying. And you say, don't go into the light. Okay, I told you it was a dad joke, all right? The magi, those who are the outsiders, the unwashed, the unaccepted, are doing all they can to go into that light. They know that there is life in that light as they come to the one who has been promised. They come two years after the birth 
and they still search diligently, bringing and offering their kingly gifts. They do this to show homage and to present their lives for the life. Herod, on the other hand, is fearing the light and all that the light might expose. Herod, one of the chosen people, didn't even understand the light, didn't see the light, didn't trust the light of that star. His refusing to go into the light brought death. Spiritual death, of course, but also the death of hundreds of others, as you will discover as you continue the reading of Matthew's Gospel. Douglas Hartigan shares that for us, the contrast of Magi and Herod can serve to symbolize the internal contrast between the part of our inner self which willingly and joyfully accepts the lordship of Christ, our King, and the darker side of the self which firmly and persistently rejects his right to rule, to shine. Who are we in this scripture this morning? Are we the Magi? Are we Herod? Or perhaps... Are we the star? Most of our life we will be one of the two, Magi or Herod, but we are called in our day to be the star. When we give into our inner self, our heart of hearts, when we go there and then we go into the light that Isaiah promises us offers no fear, there is no surprise because the one in the manger will redeem us. The one in the manger will call us by name. The one at Bethlehem claims us as his own. There is the promise that we will never be alone, not in the good times or the very difficult times. When we go into the light with our all, we live for God's glory. And then we are able to shine like the star of Bethlehem, drawing all others to him. Mary Abbott Waite shared in our Advent devotional this past season a beautiful retelling of the fourth Magi story. As the story goes, in addition to these Magi who followed the star to the baby Jesus in Bethlehem, there was another priest, a Zoroastrian in Persia, who planned to join the colleagues. They waited in a distant city to begin their pilgrimage. To prepare, this wise priest sold all the processions he owned, and bought rare gems as a gift for the new baby king, a sapphire, a ruby, and a pearl. Riding rapidly to join the pilgrimage before the time of departure, the other three magi overran or injured a Hebrew refugee. They left him lying in the middle of the road. Though tempted to pass by also, the fourth priest stopped and tended to the man. With this delay, the priest missed the start of the journey, and to continue the quest alone across the vast desert, he had to sell the sapphire to equip his journey. Would this other magi have gone on had he known that his quest for the new king would continue not just for weeks or years, but for a lifetime? You see, he arrived in Bethlehem after the Holy Family had fled for Egypt, but it was there in time to save a young Hebrew mother and her baby, her baby son from Herod's slaughter. It cost him the ruby to bribe the soldiers, captain, to skip that house. 
For the next 33 years, he followed the path of the prophesied holy king, though he never found the king to pay homage to with the remaining pearl. But he did find need, hurt, distress, heartache, and much more among the people along the way. And he always helped. He always shined the light of hope upon them. At last, on the day of Jesus' crucifixion, he nearly reaches the king as he climbs toward Golgotha. And suddenly a young woman darts away from men, treating her roughly, and she screams, Help me! Help me! Learning that she is being sold into slavery to pay her deceased father's debt, the Magi thrust the pearl toward her and says, Here is your ransom! Just then, the great earthquake strikes, rumbling, tumbling stones down and around the young woman and the Magi. One stone strikes his head a mortal blow. I shall never see the king. He sorrows as his breath falters. Then he hears a voice, a voice saying to him, I was hungry, and you gave me food. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Thirsty, and you gave me drink. Naked, and you clothed me. Sick, and you tended to me. Inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these who are members of my family, you have done it to me. The greatest gift. The greatest gift we can give the Christ child in any age or on any day is to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. For love was born at Christmas. Star and angels gave the sign. Go into the light and seek the Savior and then be His love. Friends, have you seen the star, the light in this season? It's still shining in the sky and in the faces of those who have searched and found it. Go into the light and find Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the Redeemer, Jesus, the lover of your soul, Jesus, your life. Don't wait two years or more. The light of the star is for you right now. Go and do more than pay homage. Offer your gift. Worship him with the gift of your heart and of your whole life. Shining thereafter so that others will follow the star. And we'll find him too. For when you go into the light, the glory of the Lord will rise upon you. And nothing can stop you from shining and drawing others unto him. In the name of the creating God, the shining star, and the spirit of all. Amen.